really, honestly, the heart behind this message is not to help you to be perfect because you're not. If you haven't noticed, you've got some issues, you've got some flaws, you've got some, you got some things going on in life. But what I, wanted, I want you to uh, be is I want you to be a model that somebody can follow even when you have faults. That when you do mess up, that you can admit it and quit it. Yeah. All right? That you can confess it and, and move forward and be an example and a model for your children of what it means to be godly. I was sharing with somebody just recently about the word repentance. Many times people think the word repent is a, a negative, and it honestly is something that we ought to be living. We ought to be living a repentive life. And, and it's not a negative in that this, this, this is the word. The word means, uh, it means to change mind, change direction. And uh, because we've not arrived, none of us have arrived, we're constantly learning from God's Word. Therefore, we should always be changing our mind and changing direction in areas of our life. Therefore, we are repenting. And it's called repentance. And, and so what we want to see with model dads, we want to see dads that are, that are going after God and when need be, make a change. Make an adjustment. And when you fall or you falter or you mess up, you confess it and you, you move forward. Amen? Amen? And so don't, don't feel condemned because I know there's, there's probably going to be some areas in your life, but I do want you to have the right heart. If you don't have the right heart, this message isn't going to do you much good anyhow. And so you've got to have the right heart. You've got to have the heart that wants to please God to be a model for those that are around, because people are watching you. I say this all the time, that there's more caught than taught. That it, you, can, you can tell people what to do, but let me tell you what they're looking at. They're looking at your actions, and they follow your actions. What decisions are you making? How are you making them? Your attitude behind your decision-making. And, and if you'll make the right decisions, then you'll have the right outcome. God's Word always works if you work God's Word. And, and let, me, let me just say that, that is for anybody, any age, from young to old. That's why we are aggressively going after our young people and training them in the Word. Right now, it's taking place from, from the babies to uh, our preschool to our elementary. We are imparting into them the things of God, the Spirit of God, the Word of God, so that whenever they're faced with situations in life, they respond by God's Word. And when we respond by God's word, God's word works if we work God's word. And, and uh, unfortunately, we have some models that are not modeling that. And how do I know that? Because of the outcome of their life. The Bible says when we uh, apply the word of, the, of God to our life, then it bears fruit in our life. Are you guys ready this morning? I know you're already thinking about those white hot dogs. What do they look like? What are they going to taste like? Okay, we will get to them, all right? But today, we want to talk about model dads, how to be a model dad. And so I want to take you to Psalm 128, and I want to read this to you. And this is going to be our text today that I believe is going to reveal some things to us that will help us to be the model dad that God wants to be. Or we could put it this way, the model person that God wants us to be. So verse 1 says, How joyful! I believe all of us want joy in our life. How joyful 
Uh, that word joyful also means, and if you read it in different translations, you'll find it to, to communicate this, how joyful, how happy, how blessed are those who fear the Lord. The word fear there doesn't mean scared. It means to revere or to worship the Lord. And it, it means to worship with obedience. How blessed are those? How joyful are those? How, how happy are those that obey God? Man, it's happy. It's happy hour. Amen? Not the happy hour you may have attended lately. All right? I'm talking about happy hour with Jesus. This ought to be the happiest hour you've ever had all week long. We ought to maybe start calling it happy hour. Isn't that right? And, and by the way, we're here to reach sinners, right? We're here to reach the lost. So maybe we ought to call it happy hour. And we'll change the name from church on the move to hell no. And let me tell you why. For a couple of reasons. I got this from a, a preacher that, a preacher friend of mine. He says, when you go invite somebody, if your, your church name is Hell No, and they say Hell No, then you say, yeah, that's the one. Come on. <laughs> so anyway, happy hour. We'll leave it church on move. Happy hour. And it says here that, it says that those, are ha- those people are happy who follow or walk in his ways. You will enjoy the fruit of your labor, how joyful and prosperous you will be. Your wife will be like a fruitful grapevine, flourishing within your home. Your children will be like virtuous young olive trees as they sit around your table. That is the Lord's blessing for those who fear him. May the Lord continually bless you from Zion. Zion is a, is a, is, is a picture of the church, if you re- read it in Scripture. May you see Jerusalem prosper. Jerusalem is talking about your home. There's Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Jerusalem is talking about your home. And, and the Bible says there will be a continual blessing upon us. Uh, that there will be a prosperity upon us and that we may live a long life and may we live and enjoy our grandchildren. I'm doing that today. I'm doing that today. I enjoy my grandchildren. Amen. And so I'm, I'm a living proof that the Word of God works if you work the Word of God. And so what I, what I want to do this morning, just share three simple thoughts. When you hear them, you might say, oh, I know that. But most people know it but are not modeling it. They're not doing it. And so the first thing, how do we be a model? How can we be a model dad? Number one, pursue God first. Say first. First. We pursue God first. He is priority in our life. In all of our pursuits, in everything that we pursue in life, God needs to be first pursuit in everything that we pursue. Psalm 34, verse 8 through 14, it says, O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. O oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. Again, those that are reverence towards him, that have that reverent, worshipful obedience towards the Lord. There's no lack towards those who, who, who seek him with that heart. It says, the young lions shall lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Come, you children, listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Who is the man who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? 
Keep your tongue from evil, evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. We need to pursue God first. When we pursue God first, then we experience God's best in our life. See, we're all pursuing good things. We're all pursuing things. No doubt you are pursuing something today. That's without question. I don't know what it is, but you are pursuing something. Many things are good. Many things are not bad. But even in the good things that you're pursuing, God is first. Every year, I at least attend one pastor's conference, or at least I try to, and in one leadership uh, uh, event that I, I, I uh, attend every year. And I had one set up that I had uh, gotten tickets for, purchased tickets from last year for this year that we're, we're, we're going to go attend in Baton Rouge, uh, Louisiana. Been looking forward to it all year long. There was uh, some great speakers I wanted to be a part of. I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear their heart, uh, what they were going to be doing. And about two or three weeks ago, I got this, like, you know, in my knower. Yeah. It's like, I, I'm not supposed to go to this thing. It's like, I got tickets. You know, I, and I'm pursuing it. It's a good thing, right? It's a good thing for me to go get better so that our church would be better, Right? And so it was a good thing, and, and the more I prayed about it, the more I just knew that I knew that I was not to go. Why? Because I'm pursuing God first. I'm not pursuing what I want. I'm pursuing what God wants, because he is the pursuit of my life, him first. And so I, I told my, I she, my wife for weeks, honey, we need to go. How, when are we going? When are we coming back? When are we going? When are we coming back? When are we going? When are we coming back? I need to, I need to do the hotel. Just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait. Kept putting it off. And that was because I was, I was, I was just in my knower, being led of the Spirit, wanting to please God, him, pursuing him first. And then so finally I just said, honey, we're not going. We're just not going to go. I said, uh, and so I canceled it. And so uh, last week I find out that somebody that's precious and dear to me uh, is going to be having surgery this week. And I needed to be here. And that's Miss Cindy. And, uh, and so we're going to be here for her. And I, I, just, I, I didn't know that at the time, but I know it now. And we're going to be here for her because we love her. And by the way, in the name of Jesus, we command every sickness, every disease off of your body in Jesus' name. We speak health, wholeness, and completeness over you in Jesus' mighty name. Devil's a liar, God's truth in the name of Jesus. Somebody lay hands on her right now in Jesus' name. Father, we just thank you. We thank you. We thank you for her health, her wholeness, her healing. We thank you that it's released right now. We thank you right now for your anointing that destroys yokes, removes burdens. We thank you that your word's been sent to heal and deliver. And Lord, we thank you for healing and deliverance right now in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. God first. Men, women, whoever. 
We are here for Him. He needs to be the pursuit of our life in every area, in every way. The problem is, the problem is, is that we struggle with our pursuits rather than what He desires in our life. If we will pursue what He wants, then we'll have His results in our life. Proverbs 20, verse 7 says, The righteous man who walks in integrity and lives life in accordance with his godly beliefs, how blessed, happy, and spiritually secure are his children after him who have his example to follow. We need to pursue God first. Secondly, I want to share with you this this day, is not only do we pursue God first, But we also need to please God first. We need to please Him first. We are here at the pleasure of our Heavenly Father. At the pleasure of our our Heavenly Father. I wrote this down. Here's the problem. Is that every person I know, for the most part, lives his or her life for their own comfort and convenience. That's called for our pleasure. It's how we live. And I'm going to tell you that every one of us struggle with that every day. That we want comfort. We want want convenience. If it's not convenient, we don't want to be put out. If it's not comfortable, then we don't want to be put out. And let me tell you, we are not here for our pleasure. We're here for His pleasure. And if we'll live life for His pleasure then we'll have his results in our life. And sometimes it's not going to please, it's not going to be pleasing to our flesh. But if it's pleasing to him, it'll eventually please us. Amen? Maybe not at the moment. It may, we may struggle with it at the moment. But if we'll do it, I'm telling you, it'll produce good in our life. Psalm 112, verse 1 through 4, it says, Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commands. His descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation, uh, the generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house. His righteousness endures forever. Unto the upright there arises light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and, and, and righteous. There's so much that can be said here. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time here. I just want us to know that we are here to please God. Not us. A matter of fact, this whole church has been this whole church has been created with that thought in mind that God, we're here to please you. We want we we. I, I was sharing with our team this morning. I said, I said, you know, we're we're here. We're here. Our church is here for God and others. And the Lord dealt with me years ago, years ago, years ago, that it's not about me. It's not about me. That I'm not here just to fulfill a call on my life. I'm not here to release the gifts that God has me to release, the teaching gifts, the pastoral gift upon my life. It's not about me. He dealt with me. He says, that's the wrong motive. You do what you do for me and for the people. That I, to do it for the love of God and the love of the people. Anything else other than that, we're going to miss the mark. And the Bible says this, that all of the laws of God All of the laws are summed up in this, that we love God with all of our heart, with all of our might, with all of our strength, with everything that's in us, and that we love others as ourselves. It's all summed up 
in our love for God and others. In other words, it's not for my pleasure. It's for the pleasure of Him that I live. And that's why we're able to impact the people that we're impacting. And the church that God wants to grow is going to be determined by the hearts that we all allow God to create and allow Him to, to, to create in us an unselfish heart, an unselfish life that we're not living at our, for our pleasure, but for the pleasure of others. Because there's going to be times where it's going to be a struggle. Because we want convenience. And we want comfort. And it's going to be inconvenient for us to go out and, 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 and go to the hospital and be with somebody. It's going to be inconvenient to do some of the things that God wants us to do. But we've got to move out of our, our, our selfish ways and move into the ways that God has. So that God results will take place. And the Bible says our children will be blessed after us. I tell you, the biggest killer is not cancer. The biggest killer is not drugs. The biggest killer is not all the murders and all the, 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 uh, the uh, what do you call those people the, the, that are uh, terrorists? Thank you. It's not them. Let me tell you the biggest killer. The biggest killer is selfishness. It'll kill every time. It kills every time. It destroys. It destroys every time. We've got to deal with that in our life. And the Bible says in the last days we're going to see more selfishness than ever before. Second Timothy says it this way. It says in chapter 3, verse 1 through 4, it says, You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times. For people will, be, people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. Do you see any signs like that around you? It goes on to say they will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving, unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather, rather than God. It goes on to say this. I didn't put it up here, but the Bible says that, that, that they, will, uh, they will have a, 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 a type of godliness, but they're denying the very power that, that makes them godly. They go to church. They do, they do religious things, but their heart's wrong because they're selfish. And so what, how can we be a model man? How can we be a model woman? A model dad? We need to please God first. And lastly, I just want to share this before we go enjoy some dogs. And this one sounds easy, but I'm going to tell you, this one's going to get some folks, is we have to put God first. We have to put God first. And I, I see a lot of head bobbings out there. But is he really first in your life? Is he really, really first in our life? Proverbs fourteen twenty six through 27 says, In the reverent fear of the Lord there is strong confidence, and his children will always have a place of refuge. The reverent fear of the Lord that leads to obedience and worship is a fountain of life so that one may avoid the snares of death. All people struggle with this because all of us struggle with selfishness. Every one of us struggle with selfishness. Uh, 
I was thinking as I was preparing for this, uh, again, our church is being uh, founded on the whole idea that this is not about us. That this is, we, we live our life for God and others. And if we'll live our God, life for God and others, others then we're really going to discover what life is all about. The Bible says if we hold on to our life, we'll lose it. If we keep it, we'll, uh, if we hold on to our life, we'll lose it. But if we'll lose our life, then we'll find it. If we'll give up our life for God and give it to others, then we're going to discover what God has for us. Now, here, let me share this with you. What does it mean to put God first? As I was thinking about this, I felt like the Lord just put it in my heart. He's talking about we need to be tithing our life to God. It's, it's giving God first in every area. Today's the first of the week. It's the first of the week. This is a great way to put God first of your week. Every month, we come together as a church on first Wednesday, and we give God every first uh, Wednesday of the month. We give him the first of our month. Every year, we come together as a church, and, and we give 21 days, the first 21, or the, right at the very beginning of the year, 21 days of prayer and fasting and saying, God, whatever you want to do this year, we give it to you. And many of us, I say many of us, some of us practice giving God first in our, in our finances, and we say, God, we're giving it to you first because we want you first. And this whole principle was laid out by God from the very beginning. He, with Adam and Eve, he brought them into a garden. And he says, you can have it all. Everything can be yours, except I need to be first. Don't touch this one tree. You can have all the other trees, but not this one tree. After he delivered uh, Israel out of Egypt, he took them and he said, you can have everything. And then he brought them into the promised land and he says, all of this is yours, but I want first. He says, you give me Jericho. Jericho is mine. And one person violated that and as a result it caused, it caused uh, Israel to be defeated in one of their wars. And, and Ai, a guy by the name of uh, uh, Achan uh, is his name. Uh, they went into this place called Ai to just a little bitty place where they could have defeated them very easily. And they got defeated by Ai because one person violated it. If we'll just put God first, it works. It works in our life. And my wife came uh, and myself came into this town and, and we're saying, God, you're first. And as a result, God's allowed me and allowed us, along with the team that we call a dream team and our small group leaders, to be able to impact lots of different lives. And God's saying to many of you today, I don't know exactly, but I know that he's speaking to many of you, it's time to put me first in, the, in your serve, in, the, in your giving, in your, in your mornings. Every day, without fail, I give God first the first part of my day, I get up and I pray. Without exception, every day, he has the first of my day. I get up and I get in the word and I give him first in my day. And if you do that, not only will it bless your life and, and cause great things to happen in your life, but it will happen to your children also. Psalm 112. 
Verse 1 through 4, it says, Praise the Lord. How joyful are those who fear the Lord and delight in obeying his commands. Their children will be successful everywhere. An entire generation of godly people will be blessed. They themselves will be wealthy and their good deeds will last forever. Light shines in darkness for the godly. They are generous, compassionate, and righteous. Matthew, Jesus himself says this, if we, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto him. If we work the word, the word will work for us. If we'll model this for our children, our children will be blessed after us. Amen? Amen. You good? Yes. Let's go do it for, for his glory. For his glory. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just